Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast, Paul's 50 years of sporting memories. In this podcast, I will talk about my favourite sporting memories over the past 50 years with my good friend Glenn. He covers a wide range of sports and the triumphs and heartaches along the way. In each episode, we will go back in time to talk about my memories from a particular year. This is Paul Tonner. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Paul's 50 Years of Sporting Memories. I hope you are well and have had a great sporting week. Hi Glenn, how's things? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. We finished our whinge session of the Queensland Government. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we won't mention, they, they, we're not allowed to talk about them. We can't mention anything about them in this episode. Yeah, yeah, that's or right. Or else you and I get too fired up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, it's been an interesting week about hearing about Israel, Israel Falau mm. is going to Japan. Yeah, is yeah, when he finishes his contract with the Southport Tigers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's playing tonight, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, pl- yeah, for uh, Southport Tigers. Yeah, and and Japan's in state of emergency with COVID over there. That's right. So that's not that's not good. Nah. So um, I reckon they should just pull the pin. Yeah, well, I agree. Just let I it agree. go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd be really peeved off if I was, you know, the person living in Tokyo in Japan and yeah. not allowed to go to any events. Yeah. So yeah, I've heard. Like yeah. no spectators are allowed. Yeah, uh, no, I reckon this is my thought: is ha- have it on a, a year the Olympics not on, but call it the the, the Tokyo Games. Yeah, it's not Olympic; it's just the Tokyo the Tokyo mm. Games. Yeah, where where the Olympians get to compete, and yeah. and yeah. and they've also. The um, Victorian government's called off the F1 this year. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, they say, oh, we can't handle an event that big. I thought, bull dust. Yeah. Absolute bull dust that you can't handle it. Yeah, it's rubbish. Yeah. If, you know, the just, Olympics, uh, like, you know, if they can bring over, you know, 15,000 athletes or so yeah. around the world, and yeah. officials and... Yeah, all over yeah. The, and have events all over the place mm. in Japan to cover the Olympics. And this is just in the streets of Melbourne. Yeah. You know, you sort of go, well, okay, only people who are fully vaccinated can go. Yeah. And you set it up in sections because they, even South Australia... We're going to call off the um, the the New Year's celebrations, but what they're doing it is that instead of having everyone in one big spot, mm. they're spreading it out over the city. Yeah. So they're having you know, fireworks in different parts. That's a good idea. Around Adelaide. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, this is yeah, that's good thinking. Yeah. Planning. Yeah, you know, to, to, to be able to um, to be able to manage it mm. because no one can really say how long this is going to go for. Nah, 
or watch around the corner whether there's going to be another strain or whatever, but still get into some normality to be able to handle it. Yeah. To come up with ways of having events. Yeah, but you can still do it. Yeah. Yeah, like even if you moved moved the the Formula One out out to Phillip Island, the track out, use the track out there. Yeah, it's it's isolated, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The locals might complain. That's the only thing. Yeah, but but, but, but yeah. Well, it's going to bring the, in mm. g- great revenue for Phillip Island. Yeah, but I still see. Yeah, my bullet. I guess there's a lot of um, you know infrastructure they've got to bring out. You know, with all the cars and all the tech, but yeah. but you know, like the, the on the GC here every year, mm. they set it up. Yeah, yeah. it's just very similar to that. Yeah, there's no real big hoo-ha about it, really. It's disappointing too, especially you know last year, like it was all set to go ahead, and they yeah. cancelled it right at the last second, didn't yeah. they? All those spectators uh, had travelled all, yeah. all over the country to... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's sort of... Yeah, it's just another whinge. Oh, I, yeah. I find yeah. I whinge more when it's cold because I'm, <laughs> I'm over... Same here, mate. I'm over this bloody cold weather. I, I, yeah. looked, I looked at the weather chart this morning and it said next Friday is going to be 23. I thought... I hope so. Yeah. Please let this cold period be over. It was like warmer than summer for some <laughs> countries. Yeah. <laughs> but not here. Yeah. Um, so how's your week been? Oh, yeah, it's been okay. Um, yeah, Ash Barty yeah. is into the final, mm. the women's final at Wimbledon. So go, Ash. Fingers crossed. Hoping, oh, yeah, he'll be... Awesome if she wins. She's up against a tough opponent, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, you know, it's uh, the topic today is greatest, you know, f- uh, famous sportswomen yeah. from the past 50 years. Yeah. So, yeah, she's uh, she's definitely up there. Yeah. Very likeable and hasn't yeah. she come a long way? Yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, when she – Took that year off to play big bash cricket, women's BBL. Yeah, apparently the um, there's a women's big bash being played out at Metricom in in October. Oh, yep. Yeah, cool. Yeah, they're they're playing a men's international there too. Yeah, yeah. I think they're playing Sri Lanka. Yeah. So. Hopefully, I'll be, I'll be able to get to that. And mm. Yeah, it's a good, really good stadium to watch a cricket from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what's been happening in AFL, Glenn? AFL, well, we're up to um, round 17 of 23, so we're getting near the business end. Yeah. Swans had a great win over West Coast. Yeah. Flogged them. It's oh, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to focus in on, on well, yeah, yesterday uh, Melbourne, but Port Adelaide, right, and Adelaide versus 
uh, Essendon, so Essendon won there. And today we've got Hawthorne versus Fremantle. So, yeah. yeah. Also Collingwood versus Geelong. Mm-hmm. And um, today this afternoon, also Brisbane Lions versus St Kilda. And tomorrow we've got um, GWS Giants against the Gold Coast. But yeah, I don't know how much hope. Well, we don't know. Gold Coast yeah. beat Richmond last round. Yeah, only by 10 points. Major point. upset. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got the Bulldogs versus the Swans tomorrow. At oh, okay. Afternoon. That'll be a good match because Bulldogs are on top of the table. Yeah. Yeah, they're having a good uh, season. Yep. And also Richmond versus Collingwood. Right. There's also a match on Monday, Monday night. West oh, Coast, okay. West Coast versus North Melbourne. Playing on a Monday night? Yeah. Jeez. And I, I, I've heard, I didn't, I don't know whether I heard it clearly, but the, and it got me a bit bugged was, Apparently, the Victorian government is putting um, plans into place to create hubs yep. for the AFL in case right. something goes wrong so they don't lose the the grand final back to Queensland. Yeah. But then yeah, again, right. they go and knock the bloody F1, Formula 1. Yeah, well, the way things are going in Sydney, looks like <laughs> the grand final will be in, in Brisbane yeah. this year, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all interesting and mm. what's coming up. Oh, definitely. And what continues to come up during yeah, this changes during this pandemic. On the day, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the NRL, yeah, um, we've got the third state of origin coming up next Wednesday night. And, yeah, it's going to be held in Newcastle, so that's really good news. Um, so, yeah, the Blues are going for a clean sweep. So they've won the first two games. The <laughs> scoreline's like 70 points to six or something. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it will be a different story this yeah, time. Yeah. Well, New South Wales have lost the, both their halves. Yeah. So that's a massive blow, huge uh, blow. Yeah. And the guys they've replaced them with, I just can't see how that's going to work. Yeah. You know, why they didn't pick the two... South South Sydney halves, because you need combinations in those big games, and yeah. you know it worked for New South Wales in games one and two because they had the yeah. Penrith halves, Cleary and uh, yeah. yeah, and um, Lulawai. That's his name. The, yeah, uh, is it this year that Queensland had a new coach? Yeah, yeah, Paul Green. Yeah, they had Wayne Bennett last year. He did it for a season. Yeah. Super coach. Yeah. Queensland won. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Paul Green, he coached the North Queensland Cowboys to their maiden premiership in 2015. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, he, you know, he had a gun side, like Jonathan Thurston. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, it'll be interesting. It'll be, yeah, but, oh, geez, that, that halves combination for New South Wales worries me. You know, you got Mitchell Moses. Yeah. From Parramatta. He's just not a big game performer. Um, but, oh, boy, 
There's been a lot of NRL players have been playing up during the week. Yeah, like 13 of the St. George Illawarra Dragons got into big strife. They went and had a, a party oh, yeah. at um, yeah. Paul Vaughan's place. Yeah. Yeah, one of the Dragons players. And they after their win last week, the coach and their um, general manager, the CEO yeah. of the club, said, right, you guys aren't to go and have a, have a party, you know, because yeah. you've got to stay... Within your hub, you know, and there's lockdown on, and yeah. so what do they do? They go yeah. and have a party. Yeah. And when the police arrived, yeah, half of them ran off, and one of them was hiding under the bed, and yeah. just dumb, 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 yeah. unforgivable. So yeah, Paul Vaughan, who was um, the one who organised it all, yeah. this is like his second or third COVID breach. Yeah. And, yeah, he's been sacked by the club. Yeah. And, yeah, and just the other day I was <laughs> driving out to the spit. I was at work and went past the Maroon, uh, Queensland Maroons bus. Yeah. Uh, staying at the Sheridan Mirage. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then I get home and the news is on that night and their player, um, Jai Arrow, yeah, he's been... Um, stood down. Yeah, yeah. He's not allowed to play Origin three because he brought a woman back to his room. Yeah, against you know uh, what they're allowed to do. Yeah. So yeah, he's breached COVID and yeah, just it just doesn't seem to get into their heads yeah. for some reason. <laughs> Look, yeah. it's a shame you know because most of the large majority of the players are doing the right thing. Yeah, you just got this. Minority who just just push the boundaries all the time. Yeah. They just they just don't grow up. Uh-huh. You know? I think, yeah, I think they're above. Mm, that's right. Above yeah, but oh. on Thursday night, Canberra had a big upset. Canberra yeah. Raiders they upset Manly. Yeah, yeah it was a huge upset because Canberra have been going like a busted all year. Yeah. And Manly, well, I, was, I forgot to mention last week, you know how I was saying it was a two-horse race this year between Penrith and Melbourne. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, well, let's add Manly to that yeah. because Manly have just been blowing teams away. Yeah. And then, yeah, they get upset at home. Canberra flogged them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Both players had players out. Both yeah. both teams had players out. Yeah. On origin duties. Yeah. But it's a split round this weekend, so there's only four games being played. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. But next Friday night, the Gold Coast Titans play Parramatta. So yeah. I'm probably going to go to it. Yeah. Yeah. What, they're playing up here? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you should come along. No. <laughs> oh, no, you don't like getting out at no. on a winter night. <laughs> uh, but at 3pm I'm inside and that's it for me. Well, I think the Titans will be a big chance because Parra have um, yeah. got some players backing up from Origin. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So today we have a special episode in which we talk about the great sportswomen from the past 50 years. So, Glenn, what sportswomen have inspired you? Well, there's only really one that inspires me, and I was lucky enough to be 
related to her. And that's Carol Sykes. Yeah. yeah she was my aunt. Your aunt. Yeah. But she devoted her life to netball. Mm. You know, in the 50s, throughout the 50s, when she played in the, the Randwick um, team and that, and you know, going right through to becoming a playing for the state regional yeah. and uh, the, then retiring in 1979. Yeah. She had a long career. Yeah, she um, yeah. Yeah, then went on to coaching teams um New South Wales and mm. and even um yeah national champion leagues she's involved with. Yeah. So the Snapfall well um spoken about back in the fifties and sixties? I don't know. Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So it's it probably when it got into the eighties, eh? Hey? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I, I remember when she um she was coaching one of the um, New South Wales teams, mm. and they got a, um, a sponsorship from I think it was Sydney Electricity, and yep. it was the biggest sponsorship that netball's ever had. Oh, okay, so I think it was sort of when the yeah the bigger teams came in, and the, you know, the sponsors started to come in. That really took off. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I wouldn't have had a national league back then. I nah, guess. Nah. Yeah. No, but she. Um, the sports come a long way, hasn't it? Yeah, she sure has. She's, she has a play, She's played. A, she played a major part in that. Oh yeah, she even got um, mm. a, a, an order of Australian medal. Of, really, from, Jeez. from John Howard for her services That's to great. Um, to that because she was. She also was a New South Wales um, coach, and also selected them, became yeah a national selector and coach and that yeah. Uh, so she everything was netball. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, you know, with her until she you know, passed away mm. quite a few years ago. Yeah. Um. So very missed. Um, her daughter Leanne uh, carried on playing netball, but doesn't do m- much these days. Mm. No, but the, also because I, I was related to her, she was she was a tough bird. Yeah, but also she was. Very kind. Yeah, very fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, she wanted to see, she wanted to see the players become their best, and then when they came, when they came to, when they came the best, she, you know, she was really happy and you know, also supported them in any part of the players' lives if something went mm. wrong. Yeah. She would. She would be there for them. Yeah, well, this is um, – I think that's one really good trait that the great coaches have. Yeah. Like um, Wayne Bennett's very good at that apparently. Yeah. You know, looking at – you know, he, he helps the players if they're having yeah. personal problems and <coughs> in their life. And another one's Alan Jones apparently. Yeah. You know, like um, 
yeah, he was a former rugby union coach, uh, the Wallabies, and uh, he coached you know some of the NRL teams. I think it was he coached Bellamine and Souths back in the early nineties. Uh, the players just raved about him. Uh, apparently, uh, they just said, "Oh, he was so caring," and you know, he helped me when I was going through this and that. Uh, yeah, but but she she had a she had a saying that when she got frustrated with things not going right was. Stuff it. Yeah. And it became a catchphrase with the people in that ball. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually made up a, a um like a, a doll. Like they made made this, made this like a rag doll. Yeah. Full, full size and it had a t shirt with stuff it on it. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, because she also liked used to like the party. Yeah. Yeah. But no, she's a she was a lovely person. Mm. And the yeah. trophies, um, yeah, the national <laughs> competitions trophy is named in her honor. Honor, yeah, isn't that's it? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still remember that when um, an ABC commentator said once that Carol Sykes makes makes Lori Lawrence and look like a wuss. Yeah, <laughs> 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 because. W- w- well, when I was she sounded like a real character. Oh, she was. Yeah, yeah, she was. She, she, um, yeah, she was. Whenever when they were doing the, um, if her team was playing that she was coaching, yeah, and they would do anything wrong, the camera would go straight to Annie Carroll, yeah, to see her reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Like there were times that Carol wouldn't even be looking at watching the, watching the, the, the match because she was that disgusted. Yeah, that's like Craig Bellamy. And the way they were playing, but yeah, yeah. Bellyache they call him. Yeah, he blazes up deluxe in the coach's box. Yeah, yeah. She was she was coaching one team, um, Randwick team. I think it was back in the early nineties. Yeah. And there was this Aboriginal Indigenous player and and, and she was five minutes late for the first training session and I only carried red-headed Rylak saying, yeah, we, we start at training at four, not five past four. Yeah. Then every training session after, after that, the girl turned up 15 minutes before... Climbed up over the fence and was inside the court (laughs) (laughs) to 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 make yeah sure that she never but but then she I don't recall her name but she became a really good a really good player really good player yeah yeah Arnie Carroll could see that the yeah the the they were good players, and she, you know, that's why she was strict with them at the beginning. Yeah. But but once they got to know that um, they were going well, they thanked her mm. for being that, that way to to make them the best. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that's my right. pick of the sport. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. Yeah. yeah. Any others that? Inspire you at all, like today? I'm um, Ash Barty, and, yeah. You know, just seeing her play. 
Yeah, she just yeah. got a wonderful attitude, hasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll be jumping for joy if she wins tonight. Yeah. Oh. And, and considering, you know, what, what, what the women have come through mm. to, you know, to break through where, where so many sports have been male-dominated. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, you know, and to, and to break through and become so talented and, yeah. and 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 go so far in their chosen sport. Yeah, well, I've noticed like the standard of women's cricket, yeah, is just Im- improved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dramatically yeah. over the last yeah. ten years. Yeah, you you sort of you know you watch the women's cricket, the women's mm. AFL, and you go. You see the, the the men's teams are doing crap, and you go and look at the females, and <laughs> and they give yeah they they give some talent. Yeah. Have Parramatta got a? We'll have to see. I don't think Parramatta's got a team yet in the uh, the women's ARL. <laughs> they, yeah. might, they might they might actually win a comp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. probably better chance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay, so our segments, where are they now and who am I, are having a rest this weekend. So the quiz is back. So, Miss Olivia. Olivia. She's got her headphones on. Here she comes. Quiz time. So these are the questions. So don't give the answers yet, okay? Alrighty-o. What's question number one? What was the name of the first woman to sail solo non-stop around the world? Alright. Read it again. What was the name of the first woman to sail solo non-stop around the world? Right. Question two. What is the name of the American swimmer who currently holds the world record in the women's 400 metres, 801,500 metre freestyle? Mm-hmm. Read again. What is the name of the American swimmer who currently holds the world record in the women's 400 metre, 800 and 1,500 metre freestyle? Yeah, and we'll see her in action in the next few weeks when the Olympics start. She's a brilliant swimmer. Right, what's the third question? Simone Biles is a superstar. Simone Biles is a <laughs> 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 Simone Biles is a superstar in which sport? Simone Biles is... Is it Simone? Yep, Simone. Simone, That's right. Yep. Simone Biles is a superstar in which sport? Right. And question four, we'll also see her in action at the Tokyo Olympics. What is the name of the US tennis star Serena Williams' sister and... What's the name of the US tennis star Serena Williams' sister and how many Grand Slam single titles did she win? Mm Mm-hmm. What is the name of the US tennis star Serena Williams' sister and how many Grand Slam singles titles did she win? Right. Next one. We've got six questions all up. Yeah. We'll give the answers in a second. Aussie cricket star all-rounder Elise Perry also played for her country in which sport? Mm-hmm. 
Aussie so she cricket. played she played for Australia in two sports. Oh. Yeah. How good how good is she? Mm. So Aussie cricket star all rounder, Elise Perry, also played for her country in which other sport? Right, question six. Question six. Um what is the nickname of the former and late US prisoner? Give yourself an uppercut What was the nickname For the former and late US Sprinter Florence Griffith Joyner Right, thanks Livy (laughs) Okay We'll give the answers towards the end I reckon, what do you think Let Livy have a sleep For a while (laughs) I've, I've got a Um I've got an activity for her to do too at the end. Mm. Yeah. It's called Match the Name uh. with the Face. Uh. <laughs> okay. So, oh, Olivia, come here for a sec. I forgot to ask you something. Right, what female sporting stars do you like? Uh, I don't know. You told me last week. I like Ash Barty. She's pretty cool, man. Any others you know? Um, we were talking about Simone Biles. I like her. She's very good at um, bars. Yep. Okay. That is all. Oh, that's all right. You gave some of the answer there, but that's all right. You gave a hint. We'll call it a hint. <laughs> that's Okay. Okay, <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> Livy's had a big week. She's been at acting school all week, haven't you? Yeah. We did a performance, and I was the only person who didn't get to keep that costume. Oh. Oh well, maybe next year, eh? Yeah. Okay. So, do you want to do that now? Yeah. Okay. So, matching the name with the face. So, she looks like a Kathy. Right. So, she's put. Um, no, nah, that one's not Kathy Freeman. Hang on. Nah. That's Danica Patrick. Oh. So, I'm going to talk about her soon. So she goes up there. Right, pick another one. She looks like a Samantha. Nope. She looks like a Kathy. Nope. Gee, you're making it tough for her. She's a famous she tennis player. Like she is. Steffi Graf. Uh-huh. Great Steffi Graf. Jackie Joyner Kersey. Right, which one's Jackie Joyner Kersey? Um, you got like, it. They all look like Jackie. That's her. Well done. No. She's probably well, one of the greatest tennis players of all, of all time. Women's tennis player. No. <laughs> That's not Kathy Freeman. <laughs> right. Who are you putting there? No. So you've got you've got a picture of a racehorse, right? Yeah, yeah. So which of those names do you reckon might be a racehorse? Um, 
That's right. Maccabi Diva. <laughs> That's right. Oh, no, no. That one's Kathy Freeman. Kathy. That's right. Right, you nearly there. Oh, you had that right then. Samantha Kerr, yep, you got that. You got two more to go. One's a famous golfer, the other one's a former famous tennis player. Nope. Uh. <laughs> That's right, Martina Navratilova. Yeah, you got Steffi Graf, right? I think we. Uh, the other one was Kari Webb. Uh. You did well. <laughs> I think we're missing a name there somewhere. Oh well, that segment's been given the flick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first of all, thanks, Livy. Right, so there have been many female athletes that have excelled in the past fifty years. Now we're going to talk about some, and we're going to talk about the ones that, uh, yeah, Livy just matched the photo with the name. So first of all, Steffi Graf, the former German tennis star. She's the only player to win each Grand Slam tournament at least four times, and she achieved the Golden Slam when winning all four Grand Slam singles titles and the Olympic gold medal in the same calendar year. So that was in 1988. Yeah. So she was a, a star, you know, sort of the mid-80s to the late 90s. Yeah, and I think she was the start of, of where women were really coming up. That's be, right. Being more, yeah. more headline than just the males mm. in tennis. Well, she took the mantle, I guess, from Martina Navratilova yeah. because she was a dominant one and yeah. Chris Evert before then. Yeah. yeah. But I, I just think Steffi Graf with you know, the way she was, it was just, it probably allowed a lot more female yeah. tennis players to come in and, yeah, mm. and achieve their goals in tennis. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. You know, female tennis players have always been, uh, compared to other sports, you yeah. know, they've always, it's probably been the most prominent female sport, would you say? Yeah. Because ever since I've grown up, you know, you've always, yeah, it's all, yeah, yeah. every Grand yeah. Slam tournament, yeah. you know, you'd, you'd know of, of all the yeah. big names and, yeah. yeah. But no, Steffi Graf won 22 Grand Slam singles titles in all. She was ranked number one for 377 weeks. Yeah. How many years is that? I'd have to to get the calculator out. Yeah, that's that's at least six years or something. Yeah. To be ranked number one. Yeah. Yeah. Now now they change every week or so. Oh, yeah. It seems to be. Well, I pick and choose what. Tournaments I want to play in now. Yeah. You know, Serena Williams. Like, yeah. She was probably the number one player in the world for years. Yeah. But she was never ranked yeah. number one because she would only focus mainly on the Grand Slams and uh, the big tournaments, yeah. you know. Where yeah. I think that's why Ashley Barty was ranked number one, although she hasn't won as many Grand Slams as, say, Naomi Osaka. Yeah. 
She's probably played in more lesser tournaments. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they build up points, you know, each tournament. Yeah, so Steffi Graf retired in 1999 and she was inducted into the Tennis Hall of Fame. And she's married to uh, the great male tennis player, former male tennis player, Andre Agassi. Mm. Yeah. So we also have now Anna Mears. So she's a former Aussie track cyclist and she was a flag bearer at the 2016 Rio Olympics. Yeah. She won two Olympic gold medals, 11 World Championship gold and five Commonwealth gold medals. And she competed at four Olympics and is the first Australian to win individual medals in four consecutive Olympics. And she had a great rivalry with, rivalry with the Great Britain cyclist, Victoria Pendleton. And uh, I think we've spoken about it in one of the other episodes, uh. Anna Mears, how she came back from, you know, when she broke her neck. Yeah. Ne- was nearly paralysed for life and came back later that year, about four months later, and won a silver medal at the Beijing Olympics. But when she won that gold medal in London, she beat Victoria Pendleton, who was, you know, on her own track, in front of her own crowd. That was just Herculean. Yeah. Yeah, just one of the greatest performances of all time, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now we have Curry Webb. She's mm. still playing today. Yeah, she's an Aussie golfer with 41 wins on the LPGA Tour, uh, more than any other player. Yeah. I also believe that Curry Webb was sort of, you know, gave the, the female golfers... Oh, definitely. ...a big boost. Yeah. Yeah, a lot more started to take... I think even just amateurs, a lot more females just yeah. started to take up golfing. Well, the first big when name, she came of, on. yeah. Well, the first big name of female golf for Australia was uh, Jan Stevenson. Yeah, this was back in the seventies. She was a, a star in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, and I think she even went on in Playboy. <laughs> I think you know uh, to try and promote the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, definitely. I yeah, Curry Webb really made made the sport of golf excel, didn't she? For women yeah. in this country, she, I guess she was like the Greg Norman, you know, of women's golf. Yeah, mm. yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, she inspired a lot of exactly. young female golfers. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, Yeah, she's won seven major titles and has won more than $2 million in single-season earnings. Mm. And she was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame in 2005 and was LGPA Tour Player of the Year in 1999 and 2000. And in 2001, she became the youngest woman to win a career Grand Slam of majors. So now we've got the great Martina Navratilova. So she's a former Czech and American tennis star. She was ranked number one in singles for 332 weeks. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, so that's, that's around six years. Yeah. 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 If I work it out. 
And she won 18 Grand Slam singles titles and won Wimbledon. She won the Wimbledon women's singles title a record nine times with six consecutive wins. So she basically owned that tournament, didn't she? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And she had a great rivalry with the great American tennis player, Chris Evert. Yeah. She was married to Greg Norman for about a year. Yeah. Chris Evert. Well, she was Chris Evert Lloyd. Yeah. She married a, an English tennis player called Andy Lloyd. Yeah. And she divorced him. Yeah. And then later, years later, she married Greg Norman for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I remember when I was a kid, just that rivalry between the two, although they were, you know, really good friends yeah. off the court. Yeah. Just, um, yeah, oh, it was just great to watch, you know. Yeah. And you'd always be going for Chris Evert. For yeah. some reason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Martina Navratilova, she's been an activist for gay rights, animal rights and underprivileged children. So now we're going to talk about my favourite racehorse, the mare or the diva, Maccabi diva. Uh. Yep. Now I forgot to mention her in our last episode. For the year 2003, yeah. I've been kicking myself all week because <laughs> that, that was the year she won her first Melbourne Cup yeah. and I remember I picked her name out of a sweep yeah. and I won lots of money. <laughs> 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 and she, So she won an unprecedented three straight Melbourne Cups. So in 2003, 2004, 2005 mm. and I picked her each year. Yeah. She just had this incredible finish. Yeah. And I remember race caller um, Greg Miles, you know, when she won that third Melbourne Cup in a row. Yeah. He goes, and the champion becomes a legend. Uh, and she certainly was a legend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, that'll, nev- that'll never be beaten again three consecutive Melbourne Cups. It'll never, ever happen in the history of horse racing yeah. ever again. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I doubt, you know, maybe not in our lifetime that yeah. there'll ever be a, a horse in the Melbourne Cup now. They'll win two years in a row yeah. because it's just so competitive now with all the, the overseas horse yeah. horses coming in. Uh, yeah. So Maccabi Diva was trained by the great Lee Friedman, who stated that it is likely what she did will never be matched again. And the jockey was Glenn Boss. And her career prize money was more than $14 million. And, yeah, also Michelle Payne in 2015. She became the first female jockey to win the Melbourne Cup on the Prince of Penzance. Yeah, they made a movie about that too, didn't yeah. they? Mm. Yeah. So I guess horse racing is one sport where males and females compete equally. Yeah. Yeah, like it's... Yeah, they're all together in the same race. Yeah, that's it? right. They're not separated by different code. Yeah, same code, but just mm. um, male and female. Yeah. 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 So now we're going to talk about Louise Savage. She was an Aussie Paralympic wheelchair racer. She won nine gold and four silver medals at Paralympic Games. 
And I remember <coughs> at the 2000 Sydney Olympics, mm. I was there in a crowd of about 110,000 people. Yeah. And I saw her win gold. Yeah. Yeah, so that was like an exhibition um, race, oh, you know, yeah. an e- exhibition event. So it didn't <laughs> count towards actual gold medal tally yeah. in the Olympics. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it was just oh, amazing. She's she was awesome to watch live. Yeah. She won four Boston marathons, and she's regarded as Australia's greatest disabled sportswoman, and yeah. was the international female wheelchair athlete of the year in 1999 and 2000. Mm. So that was just a golden era. Yeah, you know that that period of time in Australian sport. Yeah. 1999, 2000, 2001. Yeah. Yeah. So Susie O'Neill we have now. She's a former Aussie swimmer who achieved eight Olympic medals and the most by any Aussie woman in Olympics. And this is shared with the great Dawn Fraser. Yeah. So she won two gold medals, one at the Atlanta Games in 1996 and in the 200 metres, so that was in the 200 metres butterfly. So that, that was her main event, you know. She, they, her nickname was Madam Butterfly. Yeah. Yeah, because she was a really good butterfly swimmer. Um, but surprisingly, she got beaten at the Sydney Games in an upset. Uh, yeah. It might have been the night or two earlier. She caused, Susie O'Neill caused an upset. She won the... 200 metres freestyle at the Sydney Games. So, yeah, the event that um, she wasn't expected to yeah. win a gold medal in, she wins. Yeah. And the one that she was expected to win a gold in, yeah, yeah this young American swimmer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, got up and beat her. Mm. Yeah. So she competed in three Olympics, winning medals in all of them. And now we're up to Danica Patrick, the American... So she's involved in American motor racing. Uh, and she's a very good-looking lady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so she's the most successful woman in the history of American open-wheel racing. Uh, the first and only woman to win an IndyCar Series race at the 2008 Indy Japan 300. Uh, yep. And she's credited for inspiring more women to take part in auto racing and motorsports. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I haven't heard about her for a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was about 10 years ago. She was really big news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd be going back for her and see if she was, mm. if she raced in Yeah, any, what she's up to today. If she raced in any of the um, indie races on the Gold Coast yeah. when they were here. Or if she's married. <laughs> okay, Nadia Comaneci now, the great Romanian gymnast. So we're going right back to the 1970s. So she won five gold medals in individual events and was the first to be awarded a perfect 10. So at the 1976 Montreal and 1980 Moscow Olympics, Comaneci had nine perfect tens. And according to Alexandra Licata from Business Insider, 
she remains a prominent figure in the sport. And she say she's in her fifties today, yeah. mid fifties. She still looks very fit. Yeah. Yeah. So we're up to Jacka Joyner Kersey now. She's a American African uh, African American track and field athlete. She excelled in four Olympics, mainly in the heptathlon. So that's the equivalent, you know, to the men's. Men have a decathlon, which is 10 events, yeah. track and field, where women have um, the heptathlon, which is seven yeah. different events. Yeah. And she was also a brilliant long jumper. So yeah. she won three gold medals, a silver and two bronze medals. And in 1988... Joyner Kersey established her own foundation which is dedicated to providing youth, adults and families with athletic lessons and resources to improve their life. And she also helps other professional athletes take part in charity events and volunteering. So we're up to the great Kathy Freeman now. Yeah. Yep, the former Aussie sprinter who excelled mainly in the 400 metres. And she was Olympic champion. Who will ever forget that night at the Sydney Games, where yeah. she had all the pressure in the world on her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, yeah won the four hundred meters, and I just remember that big sigh of relief <laughs> when, yeah. when she'd finished yeah. and she grabbed the gold. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she's a Indigenous Australian. Yeah. Athlete And Yeah she also lit the flame At the Sydney Games yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah I remember that Yeah, yeah. I was there that night yeah. I was down the far end uh, And I could see When the flame got When the It got stuck Yeah you know, It was going up on that yeah. Crane sort of thing Yeah, yeah. But the no they got it fixed And Yeah I think some guy was under there just yeah. pulling on it like mad just to oh, yeah. get it going again. The whole world's watching. and Yeah, and after that spent... And yeah, she's surrounded by all this multiple, water. Multiple, yeah, that, that, that tried it out plenty of times and it ran smoothly for yeah. weeks and weeks. And then <laughs> when it came to the big time, it, it, it decided to yeah, clog up. Yeah, what well, was it? It was electrical fault or something, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, well, it was in the track. It just got stuck in the track. Yeah. It's electric driven, but it just yeah. got to a point where they um, it got stuck, and some guy just raced under there and just bashing away at it to, <laughs> to get it going again. But yeah, but that was <coughs> after weeks and weeks of it running perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But they're always knowing us. <coughs> the best Olympic Games ever. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, she won a silver medal in the 400 metres at the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. Mm. I guess you could say that was um, – she probably should have won the gold in that because yeah. Marie um, – what's her name? Jose Perec, the French uh, uh, sprinter, he beat her. Yeah, yeah, there was great suspicion that she'd, you know, whether she, yeah, she was taking drugs or not. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, and she won the World Championship gold in 1997 and 1999. And according to Wikipedia, she became the first Australian Indigenous person to become a Commonwealth Games gold medalist at just 16 years of age. Um, so that was in a relay, 4 by 100 metres um, relay. That was the first time I remember hearing about her. Uh, yeah. And she was Australian of the Year in 1998 and the Laureate Sportswoman of the Year in 2001. Uh, and that's, that's a big award, that uh, Laureate Award. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because every year they have um, – it's in Monte Carlo, you know, uh, and – I think it's in Monte Carlo they have it and they have uh, all the you know the big sports stars of the world go there and you know they have the um, award for the sports team of the year so it's an international award yeah uh, it's probably the top you know sporting award in the world uh, and so they have the top male athlete uh, top, uh, uh, male sportsman and for her to win the sportswoman of the year uh, it's huge I, I didn't realize she'd won that I know the Aussie cricket team won the team of the year once. Yeah. That was in the early 2000s, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I had no idea that she'd actually won that award as well. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have Samantha Kerr, the Aussie soccer player and current captain of the Australian women's team. She plays forward and is the all-time leading scorer in the NWSL in the mm. United States and in the Australian W League. So that NWSL, that's probably the top women's league in the world. Yeah. So America just dominate world football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's competed in three World Cups and two Olympic Games in 2012 and 2016. Mm. Yeah, she's believed to be worth $2 million dollars and has a $1 million endorsement with Nike. Yeah. So, yeah, we've mentioned, you know, we've spoken in detail before about some other great female athletes. Yeah. So, you know, if we look at some of the, dec- you know, the decades now in the 70s, you know, we had the great Aussie swimmer Shane Gould who won lots of gold medals at the Munich Games. Mm. And Margaret Court, yeah, she yeah. featured... One of our episodes. Yeah. And Yvonne Gulagong Corley, we've spoken about her. Yeah, how she, um, you know, she was Indigenous Australian who yeah. won Wimbledon at a young yeah. age and went on to win many other Grand Slam titles. And Tracy Wickham, we've spoken about her, the Aussie swimmer from the 70s. Mm. She broke the world record in 1978. Um, and Billie Jean King. So she was an American tennis player. She won 39 Grand Slam titles, 12 in singles. And she was a, I guess it's what she did off the court too. Yeah. That she gained great recognition for. Uh, she was an advocate for gender equality and social justice mm. and campaigned for equal pay. Yeah. So I guess she was um, very much responsible for women getting much the same pay as men. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's been a lot of debate over the years, you know, whether women should get paid the same amount yeah. as men in yeah. tennis, you know, because especially in the Grand Slam titles, yeah, men play the best of five sets. 
uh, where women play the best of three. Uh, so there's still a lot of debate and controversy over that. And Billie Jean King, she was a the tennis player who beat Bobby Riggs, you know, in that oh, yeah. that gender <laughs> the battle of the sexes it was called. Yeah. Yeah, that tennis match. I think it was nineteen seventy four. Yeah, and Billie Jean King Flopping. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So in the 80s, I remember Michelle Ford, she won a gold medal for Australia in the 800 metres freestyle at the 1980 Moscow Olympics. And there was Glynis Nunn. She won the, she was an Aussie heptathlete. She won the heptathlon gold at the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics. And Debbie Flintoff King, she was a, Women's Aussie sprinter won gold in the 400 metres hurdles in the 1988 Seoul Olympics. I'll never forget that race. Like, she was a favourite. She beat this um, Soviet sprinter. And don't ask me what her name was because it had every letter in the alphabet in it. (laughs) (laughs) But she beat her, like, by, like, a millimetre. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I remember the Hockey Roos, the women's, um, the Aussie women's hockey team. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going very well these days, but, yeah, they were, they were a gun side. They mm. won gold in 1988, 1996 and 2000 Olympics. Yeah, and I remember the great commentator when they won the Sydney gold medal. Yeah. Um, yeah, he goes, hail the golden hockey ruse. Mm. And we've spoken about Chris Evert. So she was American tennis player who won 18 Grand Slam singles titles. Mm. And do you remember this name, Glenn? <laughs> Katarina Vitt. Mm. She's, um, remember from the 12th uh, Man? Uh, uh, yeah, Billy yeah, Birmingham yeah, yeah. gave her a mention. Uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, now you remember, don't you? She had the um, <laughs> things appear out of the bottom of the shorts. Yeah, that <laughs> lovely darling of the ice. <laughs> so she's a former, former German figure skater uh, who won two Olympic gold medals. And this is when she was competing for East Germany in 1984 and the 1988 Olympics. Yeah, so this was before Germany unified again. And... She was a four-time world champion. Mm. And the great American, former American swimmer, Jeanette Evans, who won four Olympic gold medals at the 1988 and 1992 Olympics mm-hmm. in the 400 and 800 metres freestyle. And if we go to the 90s, we have Monica Sellis. Yeah, she's a Yugoslav-American tennis player. She's the one who got stabbed in the back, yeah. remember, by that... Cray Spectator. Yeah. Yeah, and made that tremendous comeback. Yeah. I think we, we spoke about her in um, the episode of Great Sporting Comebacks, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And Martina Hingis, the Swiss Miss. Uh, yeah, she was a really good female tennis player. And she won Grand Slam titles, you know, like 16, 17 years of age. Yeah. And now this one, Anna Kornikova. Do you um, remember her? 
Yep, sure do. Yeah, she didn't win any Grand Slam titles, but uh, she uh, she featured in a lot of calendars. And yeah, very entertaining <laughs> in other areas. She was very popular with males all over the globe. <laughs> <laughs> She's married to that um, Enrique Iglesias. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Lane Beachley, the Aussie uh, surfer, who yeah. won lots of world titles. Yeah. And Gabriella Sabatini, she was an Argentinian tennis player. Mm. Yeah, she was very popular. She won, yeah, I think it was about three or four Grand Slam titles. Did very well. And then you go to the 2000s now and one Russian tennis player who's been in, you know, in the news for a lot of the wrong reasons, Maria Sharapova. Yeah. Well, she won Wimbledon when she was just 17 years of age. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, she uh, oh, it was probably about five years ago. She got in trouble for drugs. Yeah. Yeah, and was um, booted off the tour for about a year or two. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of female tennis players who play against her now and, you know, like some of them don't want to shake a hand at the end of a match and... Yeah. Yeah. Talk mm. badly about her in press conferences and Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And we've spoken about the great Lauren Jackson in detail. Yeah. yeah the great Aussie basketballer yeah. in our last episode. And all her wonderful achievements. And Jodie Henry and Patria Thomas in swimming. They were two great Aussie swimmers, especially in the two thousand and four Athens Olympics, mm. where they both um, picked up gold uh. in their individual and relay events. Mm. And Stephanie Rice in the Beijing Olympics in 2008, I think she won about three individual gold medals for Australia. Uh. And we've got a famous uh, Gold Coast athlete now, Sally Pearson. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, she's recently retired. Yeah. Yeah, the great 110-metre hurdler. She won gold in London. You still you still see her face on buses. You do, don't yeah, you? We'll yeah. Keep, well, the chemists. Yeah, and on, in, on um, yeah. In yeah, one of the... Chemist Warehouse, is it? Chem, or the Pro Chemist or anyway, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, she won a uh, silver... At the Beijing Olympics at a young age. Yeah. And went on and won gold in London. But she won, yeah, yeah, she won at least two or three world championship gold medals. Yeah. Yeah. And here's a more recent one, Chloe Esposito. (laughs) She, uh, I'd never heard of her before the Rio Olympics. Yeah. And, yeah, she surprisingly won gold in the women's modern pentathlon. Yeah. She sort of came to the rescue a bit because the last Olympics Australia didn't do very well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it might have been on the last day of the Games. She, it was a gold medal we didn't see coming. Mm. And, yeah. So that's that's interesting. That modern pentathlon. Yeah. Oh, they do like running. They do shooting. Yeah. I think they even ride a horse. Yeah. Whether they still do that. There was a guy, Alex Watson, back in the 
Seoul Olympics, he was an Aussie guy in the modern pentathlon. Yeah. And he got busted and sent home. Yeah. Because he had a massive amount of caffeine in his system. Yeah. And he was telling everyone, oh, you know, because it's because I drink lots and lots of coffee. Uh, you know? Um, yeah, and they used to nickname him the Cappuccino Kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Yana Rawlinson. Yeah. She was a, another 400 metre hurdler. And she didn't win any Olympic medals, but she won. Oh, something was like two or three world championship gold medals. And I think last time I heard about her, she was a, a doctor and she was competing in the bobsleigh yeah. the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she used to have those spats, you know, with um, uh, one of the other sprinters. What's her name? Haley. Haley Lewis. Oh, yeah. Was it Haley Lewis? Yeah, Haley Lewis. She was a, a swimmer. Yeah, great Aussie swimmer. Yeah, so I think. Oh, I'll think of it in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we also have Naomi Osaka, the Japanese tennis player, mm. in recent years, and she's actually taking time off at the moment because yeah. of um, mental health issues. Mm. So. Yeah, it's a shame because she's a real likable character. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Japanese tennis player. Very, very popular on the tour. Mm. Um, yeah. So hopefully, yep, she comes back and I'm sure she'll come back and win lots of lots more uh, Grand Slam titles. Yeah. Because she's a brilliant talent, I'll tell mm. you that. Now, Tara... Dara Torres. Now, she's an American swimmer. She competed at five Olympic Games. Wow. And she won three silver medals yeah. at 41 years of age. Yeah. At the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Yeah. I, I, was, um, I was up at the um, Sports Recovery Centre. Yeah. And they had the... Um, uh, the, the, the the women's soccer, soccer on between the um, USA and Mexico. Yeah. And Mexico had a younger team than the USA. Yeah. The USA was just walking all over Oh, there. yeah. It was like the average age of the US players was, was 34. Yeah. And the average age of the Mexican was 23. But they must were, just have an awesome system yeah. in America, especially with their swimming. Yeah. They just blow everyone away. In the yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, that was interesting to watch. Mm. Oh, definitely. Oh. Yeah. No, well, um, yeah, especially in those relay events, you know, mm-hmm. in swimming, they just... Yeah, Haley Lewis was the Aussie swimmer. I'm just trying to think who the... Uh, <laughs> I'll think of it because she was at she she's a commentator now yeah. in the track and field. She when when we see her at the Tokyo Olympics commentating, yeah. oh that's her name. Yeah. <laughs> she married Haley Manu. Her yeah. name is now. Yeah. She married former Aussie cricketer Graham um, Graham Manu. Um, yeah, that's that's um, her. 
Yeah, but I'm just trying to think what a maiden name was. Mm. Right. So, yeah, she's a former world record holder, Tara, Dara Torres, in the 50-metre freestyle. Now, Lindsay Vaughn, she's an American downhill skier who won 82 World Cup victories wow. and Olympic medals. Yeah, so she's like, you know, a real, uh, like, icon of that sport, you know. Mm. And I guess, you know, if they're very good looking, that's sort of, do you, do you find that the case? They they gain greater popularity? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that does play, play a factor in things. Because I'm telling you now, like Anna Kornikova, yeah. You know, she never won any Grand Slam titles. Yeah. Didn't even get close, I don't think. Yeah. But, and she didn't have much of a serve, but, yeah, yeah just, um, you know, her looks just brought in the dollars. Yeah. yeah. And Bethany Hamilton. Now, she's an American surfer, and at age 13, she lost her arm in a shark attack in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. However, she hopped back on the board just one month later to compete and a movie called Soul Surfer was made in 2011 about her. Yeah. Mm. I think she still competes on the tour, actually. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, how courageous is that? Yeah. There's a lot of people I've, I've seen in documentaries, you know, that have been attacked by sharks. They're yeah. just petrified yeah. getting back in the water. Uh, Even looking at the water, yeah. you know. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, we're up to the draw now. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Thanks, Paul. On the next episode, Paul and Glenn will talk about Australian Indigenous sports stars, both in Australia and around the world in many mainstream sports. Okay, it's another special. Oh, it's another special. And it's did it. It's a week or so late, but it's to celebrate NADOC week. Oh, okay. So we're yep. going to be looking at the Australian Indigenous sports stars, women and men. That's a great topic. Yeah, that have, um, yeah. You know, Played sports and I actually wake up for the night going, oh, NATO week. And yeah. I thought that, yeah, that would be a great topic. It is. And, yeah. and then when I looked it up on the indigenous, Australian Indigenous Sports Stars on Wikipedia, gee, there's a lot there. Yeah. There is a lot there. Especially in rugby league and Aussie yeah. rules and. And we yeah we spoke a few episodes back about the all all indigenous cricket team going to England mm. and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, I look forward to that one. You're su- yeah. surprising me with all these yeah. topics, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you pulled that one out of the woodwork. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just woke up for that. Yeah. Through the night, so you you owe me a night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Righty, so yeah, we'll we, we got, to talking about that next we got, episode. We got, we got the answers for the quiz. Oh, we've I think we've given them. Oh, hang on. Oh, we didn't give the answers, did we? Do you want to give the answers, Livy? 
Okay, I'll do the questions, you do the answers, or do you want to do both? You do the questions, I'll do the answers. Okay. Rightio. Oh, just got, <laughs> you just accidentally gave me a headbutt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It woke me up. Okay, question one. What was the name of the first woman to sail solo non-stop around the world? Kay Cotty. Kay Cotty. Right, second, number two. What is the name of the American swimmer who currently holds the world record in the women's 400 metres, 800 metres and 1,500 metres freestyle? The answer is? Katie Ledecky. Very good. You're the... And third question, Simone Biles is a superstar in which sport? Gymnastics. Number four, what is the name of the US tennis star, Serena Williams' sister, and how many Grand Slam singles titles did she win? Venus Williams, she won seven. Seven, jeez. I think she won five Wimbledons in there too. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I I just put online this morning my top – 20 tennis players. Uh. <laughs> you know how much I dislike Serena. Uh. And I'm thinking, should I or shouldn't I put her in? Uh. But <laughs> she's won 23 Grand Slam titles, so how, how can you leave her out? <laughs> uh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, nah, she made the top 10, unfortunately. But, mm. yeah, great achievement, nevertheless. Okay. Number five, Aussie cricket star all-rounder Elise Perry also played for her country in which sport? Soccer. Mm-hmm. Or football. Yeah, she just focuses on uh, cricket now. Yeah. Yeah. And last question, what was the name of the former and late US sprinter Floris Griffith Joyner? Floris? You mean Florence. Florence, sorry. Florence. Florence. <laughs> Give him an uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> Uppercut for me. Uh, I need to go to sleep now. Flojo, uh, that's right. Yeah, she died at a young age. Only 38 she was. Yeah. When she, yeah, so she's another controversial one, you know. Mm. Yeah, because there was a lot of um, speculation whether what she did at the Seoul Olympics was legal or not. She was smashing world records in the yeah. 100 metres and 200 metres. Yeah. You know, she was getting times close to what the men run. Yeah. Yeah. And still today, those records haven't been broken. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll never know, unfortunately. Okay. So, thanks for joining us for this episode of Paul's Sporting Memories. So, it's a goodbye from Paul. And uh, a goodbye from Glenn. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Paul's Sporting Memories. Please check out our Facebook page for posts on Paul's Sporting Memories. Thanks to Gold Studio Productions for producing Paul's Sporting Memories. Please check out Gold Studio Productions on Facebook. Until next time, have a great sporting week.